Welcome to Low Stockholm. Ska vi dra eller? Ska vi dra eller? Eller? Ja men vi för fan. Los Stockholm. Los Stockholm. Men Your hair looks fantastic. You look so cute. Thank you. I feel really young when I wear my hair like you this. You do look young when you wear your hair Thank like that. Thank you. Oh my God, some guy carded me the other day. Ew. Nothing felt better as a 34-year-old woman. I was like... <laughs> Out of the two of us, I'm like the older, mature one. Like, I'm going 37 this year. And I pride myself on being mistaken for... Uh, would you if we're geriatric if i'm a geriatric millennial for a pediatric millennial like just on the cusp between millennials and zennials you know where they're like oh are you in your like late 20s i'm like yes can you tell by my my lack of maturity and lack of wrinkles (laughs) you have great skin though i do have great skin thank you i mean it's my skincare regimen but it's also just like jeans yeah my mother looks fantastic like i as a white person (laughs) I have been, uh, check this out. I was so afraid of how I was going to age because my mom, uh, you know, like she's Italian. So she has pretty great skin and Mm. everything, but she tanned a lot. Yeah. My dad never wore sunscreen a day in his life. A lot of skin damage. White people and their skin damage. My God. So this is what happens. Is it a prune or is it Mike? (laughs) Aaron. Sorry. A prune. But, but... Look, here's what happens. I get so afraid of of uh, because I also don't tan very well. I just burn. But that's you good know? though. Then you just cannot tan. But check this out. So I started wearing like 175 SPF. <laughs> Guys, wearing- it doesn't work past 50. Don't buy over 50. <laughs> I don't but yeah. care what they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I start wearing that, but then I also start wearing t-shirts and oh, like long sleeves like that also ha- yes that also have sunscreen in them. Mm-hmm. Then one day I go out in the sun for not that long. It's like 30 minutes or something. And I think I'm going to be fine. And I break out not just in a sunburn, but have a horrible rash. That is something that makes me think we had some cousin fucking genes. Um, (laughs) You're like like, powder is my first cousin. (laughs) Shout out to people who remember the the glorious (laughs) film called Powder about the albino with powers. You never saw that? Yeah, I had to process <laughs> that. I was like, wait, what? It's a great movie. I'm sorry. Like, well, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. He has like electric magnetic power and everyone bullies him. What? But then he like controls things with his mind. What? <laughs> and then they have to learn that. learn how to have empathy oh. and acceptance. So my doctor was like, listen, you've made yourself more allergic to the sun because By avoiding you've it. overprotected yourself. <gasps> I didn't know that was a thing. And I was like... <sighs> gaslighting no no you're like you just don't want me to be beautiful (laughs) so they were like well you do need vitamin d and you do need sunlight and i was like well we all need vitamin d so girthy 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 dick vitamin d (laughs) wait i didn't say dick what are you talking about (laughs) freudian slip (laughs) sorry (laughs) that happens all the time No, like they they told me, okay, you need to go down to 30 SPF Mm. and you need to stop wearing the shirts all the time. Like maybe if you're going to be out in the sun for like eight hours or something, go for it. Mm. But, you know, just allow your body to absorb sunlight. (laughs) 
I mean, especially if you're in Sweden, I don't think you're in so so much danger. I think that's the other reason why I became especially allergic mm. to the sun is because we only see it for three months. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I have like... never been as pale in my life as I am since I moved to Sweden. I mean, to the point when I first moved, like the first three years, when I would come home, people would be like, "Are you? Are you well?" You know, they were like, "You know, are you oh sick?" Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna post on our Instagram account when this podcast episode airs how brown i used to be especially when i lived in ohio the like when i was in ohio yeah i was going to medical school at ohio state university and like because it's ohio my apartment complex actually one of the perks was it was like a student geared one yeah they had a pool they had like you know tailgates with cornhole all that stuff but also they had two tanning beds that were free to use if you lived there free free unlimited you so just you, have to book it <laughs> so, so you were Nigerian I, by the time i you was went. brown and you know because of the time period i you know i, I loved a frosty lip oh girl <laughs> and a bump it girl oh, i was a woman of my time girl <laughs> i was so fucking brown and like if you see this picture i'm gonna show you of me at my white coat ceremony when i got it when i started medical school like it's like this white coat and then like the contrast you're not gonna believe it's me Oh my god! So the white balance was set. On it was that insane. Like, it was insane. But I, you know, I still miss it sometimes. So can I ask a really inappropriate question ask. that I've always wanted to? Because did I one, tan naked? No, sorry. <laughs> no, I knew you did. Yeah, I knew you did. <laughs> Who that. wants tan yeah, lines? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I hate the bikini tan lines. I don't, it's I like mean, absolutely not. No. Mm. So that's why I do it nude now here in Sweden. Anyway, my question is: One time I said to a friend of mine who's also black. I did you hear that Stockholm humble brag more than one black. Person. Um <laughs> she's so woke. She's so woke. Um like I said to him once was I was like, "Man, you got so tan this summer." And one of my friends, like a white girl, she's like, "He's black. He can't get tan." That's the dumbest thing. I've I ever thought heard. I was like, "But we but can you can tan. change we, okay. shades." PSA. Right? We can tan. Black people of all shades can also blush. And three, we all need sunscreen. No matter how brown you are, you still need sunscreen. We have fucked up the UV ozone layer protection. Mm-mm. We all need it. Black people who are listening, you can get skin cancer too. Yeah. End of announcement. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, awesome. You know, because that's the, honestly, that's a Stockholm thing as well. Like the woke white people in this city. But like, actually. Like, I know. And I'm like. But is it that way? And like, I end up getting all embarrassed and, and then all you're like in my questioning head. yourself, I'm questioning myself. And I'm like, but he. Let me he just gained. tell you something right here. No one in Sweden is going to educate an American who's bothered to educate themselves on race relations because their their version of race relations is still the 90s. I don't see color. So I'm just going to say that we we oh may be God. a dumpster fire of a country, but the people who have done the work in the U.S. far surpass most of the quote unquote allies you will meet here who are still like <sighs> saying some real out of pocket fucking shit. Well, I want to say something really fucking shady. We're probably going to cut this out because I no, think we're never that I have said this in my head. I've never actually like <gasps> written it down in a comment or like had this discussion with people but i get really provoked when swedish people say things like we didn't have slavery we don't have racism we don't experience that and i'm like excuse me just because you did not go through what the u.s went through just because you did not participate in the holocaust well you Uh, can 
Um, but also, they did participate in the slave trade. What, 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 what? Yeah, and then that's exactly. when another white person comes in and they're like, yes, but it was other white people. Yeah. <laughs> so it is completely, no. you know, it In was the also- African slave trade, they did have colonial ties. They did oh, make shit. money off of it. Real talk. You could probably learn more about this from our friend Amat's podcast. Black History Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He will, Definitely. Shout out, Amat. Well, he's very well educated, very great speaker. He will t- talk about this. But they 100% were involved. Racism exists here. 100%. And part of the problem is that everyone wants to pretend like it doesn't. Well, white people want to pretend like it doesn't. And then if you want to talk about it, they 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 get really uncomfortable and like exactly being here if you're a person of color, you always get uh roped into being on the, the like diversity yeah, group right, at, right. at the office, right? Yeah. And they they want to talk about gender equality all day all night. That's fine. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we need more women." Da, da, da. But I was like, "What about racial diversity?" And then they're like, First of all, it's crickets. Crickets. And then they're like, but we have people from different countries in Europe that work here. I was like, I mean, I was like, yes, you have a diverse amount of of Caucasian people who work here. But what about the fact that in a hundred person company, I'm the only black person? Or oh my like, God, you don't even have an Asian? <laughs> I'm sorry. At this, at this company that I'm talking about, what I'm thinking of, no. Uh, yeah but still like it's not so bad where i am now at least they were like they realized that it's important but the place i was at before they were just like what no and i was yeah well i i like i just wanted to yeah conclude that with what people often also say to me no you're racist you're american you're the one who experiences that and i'm like Yes, I know. We are, yeah. yeah, we know. We talk about it constantly. It's a constant discussion we're having. I mean, you are not aware. You're not talking. You're not about talking it. about it. You're pretending like it doesn't exist. And also, like, to be fair, okay, granted, things are much scarier since Trump has been elected and like all this kind oh of my stuff. God. But one thing I did appreciate, at least like most of the time, the most racist parts of the country when you encounter someone who's racist, they let you know, and you're like, you know what, Bob. I'm glad I know where you stand. Like, you don't like me. You know what, Andreas? Yeah, like, I will just accept that. But, like, the worst kind, I think, of racism is, like, the kind that's hidden, that you don't know it's there until you cross it. Like, California, L.A. is very famous for this sort of, like, behind-the-scenes racism. Like, we're all allies until the door closes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then you hear some, like, fucked-up shit. Like, I remember one time someone said to me... um. I went to predominantly white schools my whole life on the mm. west side with like very rich kids and mm. like uh, lovely people. But uh, one person said to me once, you know what, Erin, sometimes I forget that you're black. And when she said this to me, it was her way of telling me that like she accepted me. That, <laughs> she said it as a compliment, like oh that she accepted God. me in their space. Like she didn't think of me as other. Yeah. And I really didn't know. I was like 17 at the time when this happened. I didn't know what to say because you're like, thank you yeah Yeah, exactly like i'm glad i'm not like a fucking alien like you know what i mean and so that's california racism but i i also think that part of why that racism racism is there like new york is such a clusterfuck like i love how i said clusterfuck instead of a melting pot (laughs) (laughs) but also that but because Mm -hmm. la is also very segregated i mean everybody incredibly segregated everybody knows that like you can spend 24 hours in la and figure that out like just by taking one of the tour buses around town usually the excuse would be like 
oh, but it's like economically segregated, but they go hand in hand. It's like an yeah. economic, which turns into also racial segregation. And like New York, every corner you turn, you're seeing different types of people. Yeah. It's like much more integrated in that way and the neighborhoods are also way closer together like Mm. i I mean it's such a small space that that manhattan is laying on and it has you know all different kinds of neighborhoods that are right next to each other and we don't benefit from that in la and then you get people like i mean i know um kelly osborne for example she she has famously said when Oh when when trump was uh i think he was campaigning and he was like saying all this like anti-mexican like anti-immigration bullshit right, yeah she called herself being an ally and she was like you know what mr trump if there were no mexicans who would clean your toilets <laughs> think about that like huh the um, fuck how is that better can i, can I be co- okay so like okay white people out there i want you to heed my fucking advice listen to mother Catherine. listen to mother Catherine. i grew up in a very conservative all-white family that is racist and you know so i even though i didn't want to agree with that because i just felt like my life was always better with other people in it because Mm. you know white people like (laughs) but i it takes so much unpacking to do that Mm. you have to like reform yourself every day it took me listening to kelly osborne say it to realize fuck i've said that Mm. like i've i've said that to my own family members and it it really made me engage with myself and mm. go, wow, that was really cringy mm. to listen to that. But I've said that. And as soon as that happens, white people, just take a second, take a breath, go, okay, I've made a mistake. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to be a better person tomorrow and figure out how to, you know, d- figure out how to talk about politics in a healthy way. I mean, That's I like- think the problem for me that I think, just my personal opinion, is that like, most people are not hardcore Ku Klux Klan racist. Racist. Yeah. Very few people are actually like that. And we don't need to go into like the power structure of like what's racist and what's not and like what's prejudice and like la la la. But I would just say that, for example, when you have these moments, you're not a terrible person. No. Yes. But everyone can improve and be better and learn a better way of talking things. And like, I think the first thing is because you feel uncomfortable, because you feel bad, because you think you're a good person is mm-hmm. to like go into def- defense or like yeah. ignore yeah. mode. It's much, it's very uncomfortable to be like, hey, maybe I made something like I made a mistake and yeah. I shouldn't have said that. And it's also not the responsibility of the people of co- color in your life to like teach you how to do this. Yeah, that's also been like one of the hardest learning experiences is trying to get other people to educate me and you know you got to take time you got to take time out of your life and do this research there's by so yourself. many books so many podcasts like there's so much free resources if you want yeah. to you can and honestly it's like listening to Svante historia or like looking through black history has been such a fulfilling and amazing experience i've learned so much about people and it it, it, it ignites my love for humans mm, you know mm. so i i hope that that's a good thing i i just think that that's a really big problem in stockholm in particular because i have very many many friends who mm. have all white groups yeah i have shown up to weddings i've shown up to parties i've shown up to stand-up gigs that are all white the audience is white the comics are white mm. and i'm just like 
you know, this is a form of racism. Mm. Like we have to talk about that. Mm. Like we can't have all white shows. We mm. cannot do that. Like, but, but we, also it's just like <clears throat> the, the excuse is often like, but we don't have like the talent. Like we can't find people. That's what I hear. Yeah. But there are lots of people actually. And I think it's like, if you Stockholm, granted, sure. Sweden in general is a more homogenous country than say like the US or whatever. But Stockholm does actually have a lot of diversity, but maybe you just need to like, Look outside your normal channels. And because we're correcting something, you have to put a little bit more effort yeah. into doing that and say that it's a priority. Like in general with companies or anyone, the number one thing that is predictive of whether you're going to do anything about like racial diversity in your company mm -hmm. is that you have to like have the leadership say, we want to do something about racial diversity in this company yeah. and make a public statement about it. Yeah. Because otherwise we don't hold ourselves accountable really because we're like humans we're fucking narcissistic lazy sluts we are we all are no matter what color you are <laughs> yeah. we don't want to do hard stuff we don't want to be uncomfortable unless we asked for it yeah but even Ew. then we want lube so consent, like <laughs> people consent want consent and lube but you know what no one's gonna give you consent to work on your racism but you because <laughs> like, I don't know how to like because my friends that don't have black friends excuse me like black and brown friends yeah. like anywhere anyone I'm like, anybody different. like because also Stockholm is filled with a lot of Middle Eastern people mm -hmm. which honestly was because in LA I met a lot of Persians yeah a lot of uh, Spanish and Mexican. And we have like, everything. There's, there's everything. But I think it was moving to Sweden that really opened my eyes to the Middle East, like yeah. in general, mm -hmm. because now I have friends that are from Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, yeah. Syria. And by the way, like that really also changed, warped my perception of America. Going to SFE here was rough. <laughs> was so like, fucking rough. Did you rough. ever have an experience like... <laughs> where someone like, was like i hate you because you're american because they've dealt with a lot of trauma from the yes i oh have oh my god like I, it was it was it was very eye-opening to like sit there with people who would also make these very like slanderish harsh jokes against america and about me mm -hmm. and go like yeah did you vote for bush in that election you fucking you know yeah like, you know the thing they wouldn't say it like that i'm paraphrasing but but still. I, I felt that it was the first time that I didn't feel like the cool kid. You know, no. Americans, like, we look... I, I felt, like, always, like, oh, yeah, we have the best music. We have the best tech. Like, we're mm. incredible. We're amazing. We're the world's superpower. And when I moved here, go to SFE, work in the restaurant. Like, it's and I different. Started, because the thing is, if oh. you walk around here, like, not in those spaces where you maybe interact with mostly, like, uh, like white Swedes, uh, they love you, right? They love <laughs> yeah, all the culture. We have talked about it. this, right? Sucking but, my dick. Right? <laughs> exactly. My big girthy dick. But, like, <laughs> it would be, though. If it I would one. be so good. My hands are very large. Uh, <laughs> they are. Veiny. I guess yeah. mine would be veiny and white. I think white. mine would have, like, a little, like, tilt to the left, like a little wink. Do you feel that? <laughs> yeah. If you can look, just a little like something different. I don't like, know. I like, feel like it had a small to medium. Oh, I would think it would have like a girthy, like a slightly tilted, like sort of like Cindy Crawford's mole, like a little right. something different to like to remember me by. Yes. But uh, Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Be like, yeah, never mind. But uh, never mind about my penis. Let's go back to the Right. Topic. I digress. Yeah. But being in these spaces, like where you tend to meet people who come here as refugees or like other things, like it was very eye-opening because they were on the receiving end of so much violence and trauma and destabilization based on the policies of my government. And I was aware of them because I grew up in a liberal 
like household mm-hmm. went to a liberal fucking you know high school where i was reading noam chomsky for my like history things like mm. i don't trust the american government at all mm. but like it's still different to meet someone who's like my life was destroyed by your country and i hate you uh but they don't they didn't hate me they were still like they could separate me but like i did have to sit there and take silently take them like sort of vomiting up their feelings because i had to hold the space for that because it was like i said like very traumatic and again sort of like those episode we talked about before about having white privilege i've also had to deal with what I feel like is almost like white guilt, but like American guilt. Where yeah, I just yeah. Have to American sit there and guilt. hold the space for the <clears throat> fucked up shit that people who are not exactly me, but who I'm a part of their group, did to other people, and just like take it and say, "I'm sorry," and I I'm learning. It was it was one of the most like I've multiple multiple experiences, but yeah, it's 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 been one of the most refreshing great parts of living in Europe. I feel mm. like a better person and I feel like I I've opened my eyes mm. more to how the world actually works. I felt like in America, especially living We're in, in a LA, bubble. it's a big bubble. But the thing is even if where... you're like super super liberal and think you're like trying to find alternative mm-hmm. sources of information, mm-hmm. leaving America is the only way you actually can experience that because like everything is filtered and bubbled in the u.s and yeah like we have really no idea everything is always happening like over there right yeah oh yeah no and i i'm just i'm just glad on so many levels that i've had these experiences and like i because i hear americans traveling all the time they say mm-hmm. that they've been to a lot of places in europe or that they've traveled the world and it still doesn't necessarily set their mindset no. in a different way and i think that living abroad and especially living in scandinavia and in europe it's It's very eye-opening and a good thing. And um, so I don't know, like, and especially the way the world is now and seeing, like, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, I thought it was bad and I thought I had to, like, answer for the crimes that we committed under Bush and after in the world, especially, like, this came up because Mm -hmm. we're talking, you know, our our friends that we've made that are from the Middle East and how they have suffered. But Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it's even worse now. And then like the more you're outside of the US, the more you're like learning about. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought I knew. I thought I like had a very like liberal bent on understanding our, our geopolitics, right? But like finding out that like we're the country of freedom who's been backing, you know, so many dictators, so many attempts at genocide, so many yeah. like things like that. And it's just like, I, I I think what like I have fully realized is like every time America has like, especially now in like the Trump era, when we're like, build that wall. Yeah. I mean, we fucked up South America. Like we are, are so responsible. The things that happened with the CIA and the drug Insane. trade. It's, yeah. It sounds like something that's written for but TV. Even before the drug so trade, nuts. we're just talking about bananas. <laughs> Look up the shit that happened with fucking Chiquita what? Bananas and the, what is it? They're called the something fruit company. Like, what? they destabilized governments so you could have bananas. What? Yes. But what? We? Yes. <sighs> Google it. You'll find it's not, it's I not even like some conspiracy to. theory. It's just I the don't truth. Want to. Uh, but yeah, so like we're crazy. Um, and it's <laughs> worse. But the, the thing about I'm it, alive. the more you realize. But the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is though, you Swedes is you don't get off the hook and it kind of provokes me because like I'm trying to own my shit and then I have Swedes telling me like oh but you know we're the good ones 
and I'm like, hmm, are you though? Mm. Those arms deals to Saudi Arabia? Oh my God. You know, I also had heard, I don't remember where I read this. I hope I have some fact where I can back this up, yeah. but people were like, did you actually know that Sweden is the second largest arms dealer in the world compared to America? And when you start like, looking into that and yeah just like you were talking about about the the deals and everything i mean then it it also kind of puts the western world at, in total into like a whole i mean we're you all know. we're all like responsible and complacent i just like i just like like people who own their shit like i am an asshole and i may or may not be working on the fact <laughs> that i'm an asshole i may be choosing to actively you know increase my assholeness but at least i'm recognizing it but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a funny sort of gaslighting to be like but we're the good ones and we don't do yeah. anything bad and i was just like okay you're still holding on to like the palmer uh the palmer era like vision of like who sweden was in the 70s and like before but like that's not today and like like let's just own that and i think a lot of like probably our listeners who are like young and liberal in stockholm a lot of them probably do but i know that a lot of them don't because when i bring up like the colonial ties Mm -hmm. in this country or Mm -hmm. i want to talk about world war ii Mm -hmm. or i want to talk about these current things like Mm -hmm. people are like no yeah <laughs> no, no, like, wait, they, they will stop you in their tracks and be like oh no you know we we're a people of equality and in fact it's because of our mass uh, immigration that we are mm, uh better than than all of the other western <laughs> we're happy. european countries we're the happiest and, country and i'm like you know i in in so many ways it does make me think that sweden just you know, follows in America's footsteps in so many ways. In the recent times. And this is why, like, every election, because, like, I'm a citizen. You are too, right? Yeah. yeah. I vote as fucking left, left. as I can. And it, I don't even agree it. 100% with all of the things that they say because I'm, I'm a rather, not. like, I would say not in my own life, but, like, for my government, I want my government to be fiscally conservative because I'm not personally fiscally conservative. Right, right, and I kind of right. need that, like, someone to be, like, looking out for <laughs> yeah. us. But, like, but yeah. I'm very, like, socially liberal, and I just feel like I've been down that road. Yeah. Like, I know what America is and what it has become. We don't want to go there. Yeah. Like, stop. Don't, you don't want to be baby America. <laughs> just, I, girl, <laughs> I, I don't want to make, like, too bold a statements. And because, like, just a gentle reminder, everyone, we're not smart enough to decode how we're going to solve all yes, these problems please do here. not look to us as experts. Yeah. We are full of shit. But let me just say, though, that, like, you know, now we're doing tough on crime uh which feels like we're back in the 90s i'm telling you this country is like the 90s america we're in big trouble like i don't think people i i just wish that people would look at america and realize that opening because now it's been like in news articles hey we're opening 18 new prisons we are you know and a lot of people don't know this fact about california which i'm gonna (sighs) i'm gonna drop for you right now Mm. the state of california has like one of the largest prison populations in the world. This is compared to countries. What? In My California? S- yes. Because we had a, a great little law called the Three Strikes Law. Oh, that, that was, was that was enacted. Bill Clinton era. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh, you're all like, you know, it's the Democrats. No. No, fuck the Democrats uh, too. Yeah, exactly. Because the Three Strikes Law was that the third time you commit a felony, you get life in prison. Oh, and God. this felony at the time could be 
you know, possession of marijuana in large enough amounts. It could be that you like stole something worth $500 or more or for whatever reason. And then you're getting life in prison the same way like, you know, mass murderers are getting. And you know who lobbied for this? A conglomerate of private prisons. Because guess what? When you get all those people, you're going to need to put them somewhere. And then they open them. And then we run our prisons as sweatshops. Uh, they make Victoria's yeah. Secret underwear. Oh, they answer phone God. calls for like companies <clears throat> and they get paid like a penny an hour or something dumb, you know? And like, <laughs> I love that we're calling into those companies as well, like not realizing. Like, I remember when the Victoria's Secret news came out yeah. and I like was like, Ugh, you know, and like threw all my panties away. But, but then, then I like felt bad. I was like, someone worked really hard, hard on, on these. these. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, they're still good. There's still people, you know, yeah. that are making our underwear. But I mean, it's just like, it's like just we don't even need to go down too far that rabbit hole, but it's just like, we have seen what happens and it does nothing good. It doesn't fix the problem. It's yeah. a stupid band-aid for like a complicated systemic issue that yeah. no, no one ever wants to deal with. They don't want the hard, the hard answer. No. Right? I, and like, I don't, I just, yo, like prison just helps people become criminals, criminals. for life. Yeah. So, and Sweden has often said that their prison system is, and we've, you know, seen how it works, that you can't get life in prison here. No. And that it is supposed to be a rehabilitation mm. system, but the more mass it becomes, the harder it is to follow up with keeping it a, like, system that helps people. And I mean, than... they even have this documentary that's on SVT that's like a, like a miniseries, like it's in episodes, and it's called, like, Little Scandinavia, and it was looking oh. at this, uh experiment that they did in a pennsylvania prison if uh if i'm wrong please correct me but it's like a east coast prison i think yeah. it's pennsylvania but they went to norway and they came to sweden to like prison officials from there and they came and they met prison officials here and they like saw how they ran the prisons they learned from them and then they had a pilot study back in this prison w specifically with lifers mm -hmm. where they did the scandinavian model there and not only was it beneficial for the prisoners who were there way less violence better you know overall mm -hmm. everything for them it was really good for the guards too they had less depression less anxiety less yeah. turnover because it's like they had to <clears throat> become so hard and so like antagonistic and aggressive and dehumanizing the people that they were working like keeping in line that it was effect negatively affecting them mm -hmm. so like it's kind of weird that you know they americans came here to learn how to do it better and now people here are like but actually i think the american system is what we should be doing <laughs> it's very it's like ass backwards a hundred percent but it's, it's money like, it's money behind it because like whenever you see policies like this it just you know follow the money who's gonna get rich off I, of it? that's what i want to start researching is like yeah. because i need swedes to know this that there is an actual website called the office of justice programs uh dot org so this is an american official government program that has a, a whole article called the failure of the get tough on crime policy mm. and they talk about solutions they talk about uh, which is what i want someone has researched this and so <laughs> and yet, mind blowing and yet we're Man. still going down this path <laughs> yeah and that's why i'm like yo get informed because uh what this article says is that what they discovered 
is that you have to infiltrate how the gangs uh, get kids on board into them. So all the money that we're going to spend on prisons. You can spend ahead of time, you know, just, you know, integrating and making these kids and, lives better. And I've, I've talked to Swedes about this. And again, there's like people push me off like I don't understand. You know, they're like, no, no, but you know that I shouldn't imitate. <laughs> imitate them when no, i'm trying to be serious you should yes well them. you know um we already know that they are infiltrating uh, the young people's clubs and <laughs> the after school places and there's nothing we can do and i but you know and i'm like what are you fucking talking about if you know that that's the problem then you should invest a vetting program you mm. should you should look for counselors who but are also you trained have to solve and, the reasons why kids joy because like yes i mean we do have a a serious integration and ghettoization issue in stockholm i can only speak to because this is the only city i've lived in yeah and that is the problem when people don't see another way like most people don't grow up and be like i want to be a gangster because that life is great it's usually because there's no other option that like you know you see for yourself that's why like i get i get swedes so fucking triggered like when when i trigger alert when i'm like okay so when we talk about integration like i hear people say all day long you know that it is the immigrants fault that they don't want to assimilate yeah and i'm like you know this is why i ask you if you have black and brown friends like are you helping like are you do you, are you willing to reach out to the community are you willing to integrate them? but also it's, like, it's it's that and then like i guess a weird pov is that since we come from a country that is made of immigrants who of course displaced and murdered the native population to come i mean at various points but mm. i want to acknowledge that but mm. like i never understood the idea that like you wouldn't want immigration and that doesn't just like make the whole like stew better like mm-hmm. like if you got a stew mm-hmm. we're, we're stirring <laughs> she's actually making right a stew I'm, yeah physically. i'm making a stew right now <laughs> we got our like nordic yeah. spices but mm. you know what guess what let's get some a little harissa in there let's get a little sumac let's get mm. a little like mm. boom and then it's just mm. like no one can tell me that stew is not gonna be fucking lit delicious delicious nobody wants the same stale old stew that they've been having for two thousand five thousand years or whatever like let's get some spices in the mix it's okay it's okay to have people who it's actually think good do for different our... things i mean i don't know call me crazy <laughs> you're gonna be like you know in america like but you know what but we're two immigrants so they're just gonna be like go back to your country well you can't kick me out because i'm a fucking citizen yeah that's goddamn right (laughs) bitch yeah and i love how we have that safety like thank god (laughs) now i can talk shit because you can't get rid of me and like part of the reason why i make these goofy videos of me singing swedish songs is like just in case sd comes knocking (laughs) and they're like (laughs) i mean just so everyone is clear if you're listening i do speak swedish uh so ja, verkligen. <laughs> Nej, vi kan, <laughs> vi kan visa för dem hur bra vi är på svenska vad kul wait do you ever have people like sort of infantilize you when you speak swedish like when i speak swedish oh. obviously i have an american accent which i'll never be able to get away right, right. I, I i have gotten better and look we've spoken up uh, yeah. before i speak yeah, swedish yeah, better yeah. when i'm making fun of it but like mm. people are like oh and like it's primarily men who do this to me not in that voice but like they say those things and i asked my husband i was like why is it so cute 
when I, I speak Swedish. And he was it. like, he was like, there's something about the American accent. If I, he's like, if I have to unpack it, that when you speak Swedish, you sort of, and maybe it's the, that I'm slightly <laughs> uncomfortable in my voice, which probably makes me go a little higher. Yeah. Instead yeah, of having yeah, like bass yes, in my voice. Yeah. And he's like, it actually is sort of that like little girl, <laughs> like, you know, like feeling. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. I, he's like, I think that's why men respond to it. Cause it's like, I've never had a girl tell me ah. that my accent was cute, but I've had really? many guys be like, oh, I love the American accent. Ugh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I usually, I usually like, I think it's because I'm also around like, assholes and dickheads all the time and fucking stand-up comedy <laughs> they're always like oh dude do you just so fucking constant to like you know like yeah okay. they say like you sound really weird like yeah. and and that's why i Dad just want to fuck me i think <laughs> that that's common though like that they would want to fuck you and that they tell me like i'm disgusting like yeah it because sense. it's comedians though. but that's how they that's how they let you know that they want to fuck you by being mean uh, to you and, pulling but, your hair. and like also like in any situation where i meet people okay like we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we got to wrap but it up. But this is the last thing that I want to say is that sometimes when going into a party of Swedish people that I don't know, mm. I, d- I take one of two routes and I know that I have to. Yeah. It's like either I'm going to speak English the entire time yeah. and just be prepared to talk and they'll like get over my Americanness quicker. Mm-hmm. But if I go in and I speak Swedish and then have an accent, then we break down my history in Sweden for the next like 15, 20 minutes and like, oh, like, what do you like? Is it the same kind of weather here? Or like, I do you like go, it here? I go hard American always. I mean, I think that's the only way to get through because, it. Yeah, we like, got, and then I surprised them. Like, I had people who found out that I could speak Swedish after like a long, a long time. time. Like, yeah, 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 and they're yeah, like, same, same. They're like, Produce fence, get yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yo. And they're like, th- they feel like lied to. And like, yes, I was like, yes. are you mad because you can't talk shit about me? Oh I, my God. Because I understand. like i've had that as well and then and then that's when also my girlfriends like one of my girlfriends was like shocked uh because i didn't speak swedish with her someone we were ordering uh and you spoke and i spoke swedish and they were asking me questions about what i wanted and i was like she was like her mouth dropped open and she was just like oh oh okay so you've you've been lying to me (laughs) yeah you You have that conversation where they feel like completely betrayed and it's like sorry it just never came up i just because y'all act so fucking weird about it like and and i and that's also another integration thing just so you all know that when we're working our asses off to like try to fit in like you just won't allow it to happen i feel like in la like i never expected anyone's accent to be the same i got used to like people that were from all over the world because you you never even think about it but i will say though i have gotten better at having empathy uh by being an immigrant learning a second language myself because like you feel so dumb when you speak your second language right and you're like Mm. nobody can tell i'm smart or like i always say like (laughs) like i feel like i don't sparkle in swedish like no one knows how like funny and cool i am yeah right which is why i always speak english but like uh when i was growing up in la of course like i tried to have patience but you have you really don't have a lot of patience with people who are speaking english as a second language Mm -hmm. if they're not like super good at it Mm. and it's like moving away i really had to like not just a mental realization but like an emotional realization yeah. like a lot of these people are like really fucking smart and the fact that they're even 
con like speaking to you at all in their second language just shows how smart they are they usually speak like many many more languages mm -hmm. a lot of them have so much education like a wealth of you know input that you just don't know because you don't speak their language and like so i try to be empathetic about it because americans mm -hmm. are stupid and we only speak one language oh so like, i constantly feel that american guilt also <sighs> okay I but we need to wrap this shit up we're gonna wrap this shit up um okay so we're gonna talk about my favorite things uh, yeah. or stuff that you can get here in Stockholm. And we wanted to pick our favorite things for this episode to sort of be relevant to the more heavy subject of racism. And we we know this is not a political podcast, right? This no. is not an educational podcast. No, we are two women talking shit. Shit. But we, we know some things. And I can recommend two things from my end, mm -hmm. which I think are like really accessible and one is this book called in every mirror she's black mm -hmm. by lola akimade okestrom mm -hmm. and it's a story about four black women in stockholm and their experiences here and it's mm -hmm. like a really really good fictional book and mm -hmm. it's just you know it's like big little lies but like you know in sweet in stockholm. oh shit um, and it's only in english right oh, yeah it's only in english because the the publisher wouldn't publish it in swedish that's so they, crazy. they straight up told her no one who reads swedish language wants to basically read about Bitch. the black experience. oh my god yeah she posted about this shit and like she had people like sign petitions whatever they they didn't budge so it's only available <sighs> in english as of now you know wow. tell tell uh our friends at whatever head zeus publishers they I'm need gonna to put write that shit in a fucking, fucking letter uh and another one is a drop of midnight it's a biography of jason diak I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. Timbuktu. I don't know how you pronounce his mm -hmm. last name, mm -hmm. but it's available in Swedish or in English. And it's really interesting because, you know, his, his father is like a black American man. I think both mm -hmm. his parents are American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but his experience growing up in Sweden and his experience in the U S mm -hmm. uh, where his father's from in the antebellum South. And uh, I think it's really way, a good way to like jump into those sort of narratives of understanding a different experience than mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. But like, in a fun way and yeah, then you have the yeah. more like serious tips yeah a little bit i mean i because i wanted to say that um i think it's important that maybe i don't know from a maybe not even because what you recommended was specifically to swedish yeah. experiences and i think that's amazing and what i wanted to recommend was white tears brown scars which is by ruby ha ruby hamad uh, I think that's how you say her last name. God, I hope that's right. Um, it's a feminist perspective on also, you know, inclusive feminism mm -hmm. and talking about, yeah, just what you were saying about learning from other experiences. And I think that I want Swedish people to get more comfortable understanding their guilt mm -hmm. and like shame that they might have around and and learning to interact with it in a more healthy way. Mm -hmm. And this book really was challenging for me. I mean, I thought that I was like the wokest of the woke mm -hmm. and that I was going to go into this just like, oh, now I will have the information to deliver to other people. But I was super I felt so attacked and I mm -hmm. got like so triggered and I cried a lot reading the book mm -hmm. and because it made me like look back on my experience and I think that's hard for people to do and I just wanted to like recommend it and know that if anybody has any comments after reading it you know feel free to like dm me and we can talk about it and that it's a safe space to yeah. to explore these things and I actually thought of something else while what? you were talking because I if anybody hasn't seen it this is actually on a much lighter side uh. I want to recommend the tv show EFS, EFS which is hosted which is hosted by um <clears throat> Ahmed Berhan and the title EFS 
What does it stand for? It stand. I'm gonna say it wrong. In Vandringa. Wait, do you know in what? In Vandra de Pasvenska. Thank uh. you, John Rollins, who's fluent in 20 languages. Um, <laughs> it's true. He's so good. Um, but so what? What the show is about is that they take uh, people that are fr- like first generation Swedes mm. or like second generation Swedes, Swedes, uh, and they. Y- use the show jokingly to talk about terminology from yeah. other like cultural thing, like subcultures in Sweden and then asking white people if they know what it means. I want to watch that. It's hilarious because it's a, they, it's a flip, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's a flip on SFE. Sorry, John Rollins is sitting right behind us listening to this, but um, it's a great show. Uh, super enlightening, hilarious. Like all of the comics that are on the show who are representing the first generation Swedes are amazing. So I wanted to recommend that and and last but not least please check out Amat Levine he Mm. is the he is actually the educated person who answers all questions (laughs) and and is just a really um I think he's such an amazing writer a good speaker and he has black history podcast Mm. and he has been doing that in Swedish so you can check out his Instagram accounts and check out his podcast in Swedish correct and then he also has started doing it in English as well so it's available for everybody everyone can have fun and be a better person and thanks for listening (laughs) okay my little chickens no we're not no (laughs) no 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 but thanks for listening to Los Yeah. (laughs) hey do a puso kram hey (laughs) do (laughs) a (laughs) puso kram hey do a puso kram